Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. play the trailer so let's do oh that. i should shut up the fuck up then <laughs> that's okay it's okay i've been trying to find you for over a year it's an honor to meet the wolverine that's not who i am anymore to thank you for saving my life. But I didn't send for you only to thank you, Logan. I wanted to repay you. A gift to equal the life you gave me. You have struggled long enough. I can end your eternity. Make you mortal. Buddy, thank you for joining us. 
<laughs> can, can I talk now, or you can talk all you want? Go ahead and talk. Hi. Hi. I just I just want to be liked. That's all. Sorry. To... <laughs> oh, okay. That's not hard. Everybody likes Scott. No. <laughs> no, they don't. No. No. Come on. All right, I'm going to show the film in the background. Oh, you motherfucker! That's not what I did. Not what I did. <sighs> anyway. Uh, this week we're reviewing The Wolverine, which was uh, recommended by one of our listeners. The uh, only problem is we don't know who it was. They called it on a razor or yeah. some other type, you know, <laughs> shitty phone. Uh, good, good uh, decent movie choice, though. Uh, you know, it could be worse. Could definitely could have been worse. Since the Hugh Jackman uh, Scream Fest uh, Wolverine. 2013. Mm -hmm. yes, yeah, not up for an Oscar. Not, not nothing. No cinematography or uh, not, special not effects for, or best screenplay. Best adaptation of a uh, screenplay. No. No. Damn. Damn. Oh well. So anyway, I, I, you know what? And if we can mention uh, Oscars for a minute, I've yeah. been thinking about our recent discussion about Gravity, and I've been I've been. Thinking back over what you said and what I said about the film, and and uh, did you listen um, to an episode? Is that what? why that came up? Did you listen no, no, no. to it? Oh, okay, I, no, You're just I, reflecting. I no, I yeah, I obsess on shit at random. It has nothing to do with listening to anything. Uh, okay. And uh, I have to say, you're still wrong. <laughs> and I have an example of how wrong you are. All right, let's let's All do right. it. So so we're saying it's okay that it was put up as an Oscar because it made a lot of money. The special effects are awesome. Screenplay, eh, a little light on that. Uh, acting, whatever. There's a religious parable in there somewhere, so that's kind of, you know, draws us in. Uh, mm -hmm. But but just because it's, it's you know, the story flows and, and it's entertaining, that should be enough for it to be, be uh, Oscar-worthy to an extent. Right. All right. By that, by that definition, Transformers 2... Is Oscar worthy? Okay. Why? Because there's a whole, because there's very similar things that happen in that as well. There's uh, there's stuff about heaven, uh, robot heaven, you know, but still heaven. And there's you know there's spirituality. There's a there's a storyline about relationships that are going there and loss and, and dedication and lots of great special effects. Did Optimus I, you know, Prime bark like a dog at any point? Uh. <laughs> don't think so. It's been a while since I saw you're, it. I'll be you're honest. Taking, you're taking too long to think about it. I, I, you know, it's been a while since I saw it. I, I, Dramatic I pause for effect. Sounds yeah, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just leveling that point. If, if that's how we're gonna, uh, gonna uh, apologize or uh, rationalize a film being put up on the best picture list that does not belong on the best picture list, then we might as well rationalize that for Transformers Two should have been a contender. You're probably going to not like this little bit of uh, information as well. Uh-oh. That uh, Alfonso... Cur is that wine? Oh, yes, it is, sir. Oh, man, I could go for a glass of wine. Oh, I, I, I could do it. Week. And I am. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I didn't go get a drink before we started. Have to wait that was till a bad done. call. Yes, it was. <laughs> anyway, uh, Alfonso Caron has won the, the Best Director... For the Guild Awards, 
Uh-huh. And they put up a little blurb when he won that the director that wins the Guild Awards for Best, best uh, I believe it's Best Director, uh-huh. has won Best Picture all but seven times. Okay. Now, Scott's hoping that this is number eight, but they take that, you know, statistically, no, you know, throwing numbers in there. I don't know how many years they've been doing the Guild Awards, but I know it's been for a long time. That's an impressive stat. Like, if you told me the Guild Awards have been going on for 50 years, that means, you know, 43 times they've mm -hmm. been right. Okay. Or just so, coincidentally the same. For, 43 times? <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's come on, that's it's still that's, a it's, it's a pretty it's impressive stat. All I'm saying, yeah, I'm not saying it's it's, but it's still it's, a stat. Yes, it is, and like most I'm, stats, they can be impressive in the right, you know, the right setting, and this is one of those times. I, I, I'm not impressed. I don't because there's no basis on it besides the stat. There's, there's no you can't go back and say, well, you know, is there other contributing factors to it? No, it's just a statistic. It's just uh you know, you, you, I hear them so much whenever I listen to the news uh, about things. But oh, you know, uh, it's 99% uh, of the time, if Kentucky goes blue, then the Democrat that's elected is going to lose. I, well, whatever. I, you know, it's <laughs> great. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad it worked out that way every time. But it doesn't, that doesn't mean, even though there's a trend, it doesn't mean that the trend's going to hold true just because it held true before. You, you um, switched over my little fun movie fact into politics. Well, I'm just saying, as far as statistics go, you know, it's like, it's like, it's, you know, it's like when somebody says, oh, flying safer than driving. He says, yeah, but when my car engine stalls, I don't, I don't, you know, plummet to my death 20,000 feet or what have you. That, it's, yeah. uh, you know. That's my it's, argument. And it's a, it's a statistic. I fly, you, you know, you drive just about every day. You don't fly every day. I mean, nope. So the oh, odds that's are, why, are more that's in your favor. The, and that's why the statistic works that way. That's that's yeah. the whole point. So, uh, yeah, I'm not impressed. Uh, it's it's great. like that's one. Wonderful. It's it's like now, one uh, one. Uh, there was stupid article that was written, and I'll just do this quick. Uh, you know, other things that cost four dollars a gallon, and why you shouldn't care about gas costing four dollars a gallon. And they listed all these other things. And one of their main arguments was milk. It's like, but I don't drink thirty gallons of gas a week. You know, no, or I mean, I don't drink thirty gallons of milk a week. Well, technically, you don't do either. I don't do I Well, sure. you're not drinking thirty gallons of gasoline either, right? That, that's true. So it's like, yeah, this is a stupid argument. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but anyway, Mo let's be fair. Most arguments are stupid. Yes, they usually are. Uh, and I, so, I would be surprised if if Gravity wins Oscar because you know this is an organization that just recently had to take one of the best songs out of the nomination because. Oh, it looks like there was some kind of pandering going on in the background. They got it nominated in the first place. I, yeah, I, you know, I saw yeah, that how, today. Yeah. How, uh, so, gee, no wonder they picked fucking Gravity for one of the best pictures. They're not. They're not going off any basis other than you know politics now, themselves. Did they replace uh, this song with another film? Or I don't believe. I believe they just withdrew the nomination. I don't believe they replaced it with anything. So we only have to listen to four songs on Oscar night, is what you're telling me. Uh, let's hope. Let's hope we only have to listen to none. That's There's no reason happening. to play every not, goddamn dude, song. It's not happening. I know. D Disney is purposely creating films with Broadway in mind. Mm -hmm. The the hills are alive with music, dude. 
and it's not going away anytime soon. If that was the case, we wouldn't have American Idol, we wouldn't have X Factor, we wouldn't have all of these Let's... Dancing with the Stars. They, none of that shit would exist. I'm not trying to eliminate music. I just don't want to have to sit through oh, 20 minutes I, of it I during am. an Oscar show. I am. Oh. Listen, I love music. I love good music. That's the difference. All this shit that they play, you know, and it's going to sound curmudgeon, you know, like I'm a curmudgeon, you but are. not. I know the difference between good music and bad music. Uh-huh. I'd like to, I'd like to think, and a lot of the shit that that they play is bad. Every generation says, you know, this music is uh, this is crap. The, you know, every generation does that, but we're finally right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the music they're they're playing these days is total horseshit. Now there is still good music out there, but the stuff they they tend to play commercially is just crap. But anyway, that's not films. We're not doing any of that stuff. We're not uh, anymore. No, we uh, we're reviewing the film Wolverine. And if you were like me, were you able to see the unleashed extended edition, or did you? Yes, see the... I was. Okay, good. I was so fortunate. To, to watch the extended Unleashed edition of Wolverine. Now, can, can I can I start the ball rolling? Just yeah. to say uh, that... Now, uh, who did the last Wolverine film? Was that uh, the same director? That was uh, Ratner. Ratner. Mr. Rush Hour right. himself. Mr. Oh. Uh, what was it? Uh, Tower Heist. Fucking, yeah. Tower Heist. So and uh, like... at least he made a film other than Rush Hour. Well, yeah, well you're talking about... X-Men Part 3? Or are you talking no. about... Talk about the Wolverine film, the first Wolverine movie. Oh, the Origins. Wolverine Origins. Origins? Yes. You know yes. what? I don't I don't know, actually. Now, if correct um, me if I'm wrong, uh, the Wolverine movie, yeah. d- the director was originally supposed to be... Uh, Darren Aronofsky. Right, and he uh, backed out or was drummed out because uh, he wasn't... Uh, going for the Hollywood vision of what a big blockbuster Wolverine film should be. And that's also the reason why he didn't do uh, Batman. Batman franchise. Yeah, so... Uh, so either our... he needs to get over himself, or he's right. <laughs> and I'm probably I'm... leaning towards he's right. <laughs> yeah, I think he's right. I think... Uh... So, I mean, he's passing on these billion-dollar franchises, and it, it's... It's like, come on, Darren. Yeah. I'd really like you to make one of these. I really, really would. But did instead, did you look up we, that up yet? While we're talking, yeah. Uh, D- Gavin Hood uh, directed X Men Origins, and he's he? known for the other films. He's known for is Rendition, Tutsi, Tutsi. Okay. It's a Japanese? No, it's not Japanese. It's that had accol- you know accolades left and right. Uh-huh. Um, then he did X Men Origins, and then he did Ender's Game with uh, okay. Harrison Ford. All right, now uh, I, I'm I was just curious because this this director this is uh, James Mangold and he did a couple things I liked. Uh, some stuff I shouldn't like. If that, actually, he had, he did two films that I shouldn't like, but actually did like: uh, Kate and Leopold, and yeah. <laughs> and Night and Day. The, I the love Tom Night and film. Day. Love I, Night and Day. You know, it's such a fun fucking movie. Fuck everybody it that's really down on Tom is. Cruise. 
you know, it's just it's just Tom Cruise being being boyishly humorous and great comic timing and fun. It it was everything that Mr. and Mrs. Smith wasn't. Exactly. Uh, we we reviewed Night and Day. That was uh, episode ninety eight. I want to say uh-huh. of Movie Sucktastic. And Scott and I really we laid into the film. Not laid into the film. It's wrong. Poor choice of words. We really dug into the film as far as reviewing it. And yeah. it's just like Scott said. It's a lot of fun. Whenever right. it's on, it's one of those films, and it shouldn't be for me. It's one of those films. If it's on, I'm watching it. You know, yeah. I have a very short list of films that when they're on. I have to watch it, and that just happens to be one of them. Yeah, so I, I mean, just to point out, we're not, we're not trashing these guys just because they made Wolverine films. Uh, they've all they've done some some stuff. Uh, uh, I'm not saying it's it's not a badly directed film either. It just comes down to uh, no. Here here's here's my basic uh, here's the gist of what I'm getting at the, with right. the Wolverine Origins when it came out. Besides the fact that they fucked up Deadpool beyond recognition. Yeah. A lot of people uh, complained, a lot of fans, a lot of fans complained that they started off the film with this montage of Wolverine and uh, his and, uh, sab- uh, Saber? Sabertooth. Sabertooth. Sabertooth uh, during war, during wartime, as soldiers. And they gave us this great little tease of these two you know, beasts fighting in wars, and then spent the rest of the movie goofing off with jackass shit, with like uh, Gambit and other bullshit. And so they they heard the fans complaining, saying, "Hey, you're showing us all this cool stuff about war," and then the rest of the film's just garbage. And they went ahead and corrected that by doing the exact same thing again in the new Wolverine film. <laughs> nice little peek at the beginning. Oh, look, Wolverine during uh, during the wars. This is fucking awesome. The ja- you know internment camps and the Japanese and that uh, opening oh, yeah. scene was awesome. Yeah, and you're like, oh wow, this is great. Now we get to spend an hour and a half watching Wolverine mope around, bleed, and uh, fight ninjas. What the fuck, ninjas? What is this? Nineteen seventy-eight? Ninjas? Samurai. Samurai. They were ninjas. Fuck that. At the end. <laughs> yeah, ninjas. They were, they, no, they, I'm, they I'm, were ninjas. Yeah, I'm down with the samurai. Ninjas? Okay. And, yeah, and, yeah. It's it's like almost every other uh, superhero film these days, where the whole movie's just. Uh, I don't want to, you know, I, I'm tired of being immortal or super-powered, and, oh, I wish I was, you know, weak and frail and human like you. And then, of course, you know, three-quarters away, is like, fuck that. <laughs> what was I Which thinking? Is, I'm, was, I'm the fucking Wolverine. One of the most believable parts of the film. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm done with this, like, so hurting What shit. kind yeah. of monster are you? I'm the Wolverine, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm paraphrasing, of course, just <laughs> of course. the bitch part. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, you're right. Uh, it starts off, like you said, wartime. When that, that B-29 hits and that mushroom cloud forms and they run in that, uh, they, they jump down that manhole all the way at the bottom and he puts that piece of metal on him and when he takes it off, Wolverine is fucked up <laughs> he looks like your worst fucking nightmare like how burnt he is and it's awesome he just looks so fucked up it looks awesome and then he heals like almost immediately and it's just like yeah that's a fucking wolverine and it just it kind of fades out of that it fades out of that and uh he's he's all mopey and shit because this kind of takes place after 
uh, X Men Three, The Last Stand. After he, yeah, because at the end of that film, he kills uh, Jean uh-huh. because she she oh, goes, yeah. you know, uh, what was that? Um, I forget the storyline for that. It doesn't. Um, it wasn't from the comic book. Yeah. Oh, give it's a shit. like where, where she's she comes back, but she's evil. You know, she's yeah. gonna. Chris knows. Like the Dark, and Dark Phoenix, I think it's called. Something. I think you're Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. Well, anyway, they use that storyline, and they fuck it up. Well, and, and, they, he, and they he, use he, it... He, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, he kills her at the end of that film. And, I mean, that might be a spoiler alert, but if you watch this movie, it's, you know, it's mentioned you know, in I, this. I, I, I don't care about... I'm, I'm, I'm waving the spoiler alert need for this movie... Because uh, when you're watching a film where at the beginning it's like, oh, Wolverine, you must come. This person whose life you saved like 50, you know, 80 years ago, he's he's dying and he wants to you know, see you now. And there's this rich conglomerate guy and he meets him. And if you're in the audience and not thinking to yourself, so this is the bad guy he's in a fight at the end, right? If that's not occurring to you during that, op- that, that conversation you first had with him, you, know, you just really just shouldn't be watching films. You should be, yeah. I don't know, floating I mean, glass somewhere. When the when the trailer came out, I think I might have even written it on the the Facebook, our movie Sucktastic Facebook. But after watching the trailer, it was like, okay, uh, old guy dying. He wants Logan. Says he can make him mortal. Obviously, he's dying. He wants. I mean, you you can predict everything from the trailer. That's how bad the What's this? you know it is What's... as far as predictability goes. What's this? A rich guy fucking people over? Aghast! <laughs> How do they ever come up with this in Hollywood? I, it's just genius. This is a twist I never would have seen coming. You know, twenty minutes, half an hour in, he, you know, apparently dies. If you don't know at that moment that he's not dead, you're right. You shouldn't be watching film. If you're, and, if you're at the end of the film, surprise. Go back and read comic books. That's what you should work your way up. Because that's where you're supposed to actually, you know, you, I can understand if you're reading comic books. You're, oh, look at that. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, if, it, if at the end of the film you're surprised he's not dead, mm-hmm. don't, yeah, you shouldn't watch film. Yeah, it, it, so uh, if you wanted to make a film about Wolverine dealing with mortality and, you know, leaving people behind, and not wanting to be different anymore, what better film could you have had than to have him being in, in, at Hiroshima at the dropping of the bomb and, like, trying to survive in the wasteland and seeing the after effects? There's your fucking movie. Holy shit. But maybe I'm trying to make it too much of an adult film and you know, ignoring... You know who would have made that movie? Aronofsky. Aronofsky. He would have or made Tarantino. some sort of... Or <laughs> he would have made a film, you know, maybe not exactly what you're saying, but it would have been dark. It would have been fucked up. It would have been in the in the, that's just the only type of film Aronofsky makes. Mm-hmm. You know, even his studio film, uh, like his big one. What was that? The Fountain. Oh yeah, it, it, it had Jack- it had a real budget. It was Hugh Jackman, obviously. They have you know a rapport, so it, it would have been, a, no. you know, perfect. <laughs> Don't, now, don't get me wrong, though. If he made Wolverine like the the fountain, it would have bombed. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't. I don't expect most. I, I honestly, the fountains of film, I don't recommend to many people, because you have to be the kind of person willing 
to watch a film that just doesn't care if you, you understand or not. Yeah. I don't yeah. find it especially comp I didn't find it especially complicated film, but it's like uh it's like Cloud Atlas, people that couldn't handle that. There are certain films that just don't give a shit if you're not up for to keeping track. It's just like, oh you know what, we're not gonna explain it twice. It happened, that's it, move on. <laughs> so and and oh, you're having trouble following the, the weaving plot lines? Well then you maybe you should fucking, you know, learn how to how to think right. on a different level because we don't care. And I, I can definitely see Aronofsky doing something like that with a Wolverine uh, Hiroshima film. Right. And right. it won't it wouldn't make any money. It would be awesome. It would be wonderful, but no one would go to see it. Your core right. audience would be like, I don't understand this. Why is every well, you know <laughs> <laughs> It might be one of the ten nominated best pictures too. <laughs> knowing Ar- and knowing Aronofsky. And then we wouldn't be having a conversation of this film shouldn't be fucking nominated. This film was shit. What the hell the fuck did this get right in here? <laughs> yeah, it'd be uh, it'd be between Aronofsky and Karan for best picture. It'd be like, uh, how did this happen? <laughs> it really is the end of the world. Uh, <laughs> but Aronofsky, he's you know he's an Oscar favorite now. Anything that he makes, they really they really you know, maybe they might not well, care about the the Noah film that he's making. Um, yeah, what the fuck's up with that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I never took Aronofsky for a like religious type person but knowing him that's not what this film is going to be if you look at the trailer it it looks like it's going to be you know it's going to have its share of fucked up okay now ignore religion if you just look at uh the fountain right and uh you know uh he is a spiritual like requiem for a dream yeah it's about druggies there's a spiritualism to that absolutely uh same thing with the fountain. It's, the fountain is very much about not God or religion, but spiritualism. You know, and, and uh, you know, theology, philosophy, and uh, that's woven in a lot of his films. And so Noah he might take that angle with it. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was just a film where where uh, where he dug. Maybe it was nice to do a film where they weren't like, all right, you know what? Fuck the plot, but we need this big budget. Yeah. So, right. Whoever's doing Noah, they're obviously gonna they're gonna try to go for a last temptation thing. So maybe it's just a, a, a nice and refreshing to be able to do a film where you don't have the studio breathing down your neck to put more explosions in. Right. When is that coming out? Is that coming out in April for Easter? Uh, no, I would assume. Let me check. Uh, this far uh, March. March twenty eighth. Right. Okay. I'm assuming Easter is around that time. Wow, yeah, wouldn't I, it be I mean, great? You know, wouldn't it be great yeah. if it's coming out for Easter, kind of like a Passion of the Christ thing, and people go see it, and it's like, I, I don't know what the hell. Where <laughs> they they were expecting something like a Passion of the Christ, where it's like very biblical, you know, God is talking to Noah, you know, all that shit, and they go and it's an Aronofsky film, and there's an ass to ass scene happening somewhere. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Yeah. It just yeah, would be, be- great. Being being a heathen atheist myself, I have no idea when Easter is. So I, I'm assuming it's like like a week or two before Easter. It changes every year. Does it's it? Not, what, never. It's never on the same day. No. Well, because it follows the solstice or something, doesn't it? Because it's ripped uh, off from pagan holidays. Dude, I, I'm not even going to pretend to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not. I'm too busy not caring about it. So. Uh, Easter this year is on April 20th. Fucking! Have you seen a picture for the poster for Noah? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Noah is an action star. He got the the hatchet in his hand. <laughs> Have you seen the trailer? 
No, I have not seen. You, the you should check out the. You should check out the trailer. I don't know, and, and it's it's got my favorite person, else Russell Crowe is in it, right? Yeah, as Noah. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. He's got a thing for Jennifer Connelly. She, she's in this one. I love Jennifer Connelly. But I mean, you know, I'm saying he's had her in a lot of his films. So. I, I love I love her bosoms more. I I know you do. That's because you're a dirty boy. Um. So Emma Watson is in it. Oh, really? Emma Watson, huh? Hmm. Maybe you can get her to do topless. Darren, See, Ar- it's, it's... Darren Aronofsky has been known to just get nudity out of chicks that don't do nudity. Um, Russell Crowe, Anthony Hopkins, Frank Langella, Nick Nolte. I'd love to see Nick Nolte. <laughs> the raspy, I don't smoke, but my voice is so raspy voice. Uh, and Ray Winstone among the uh, the actors. If you have a, if you have a voice like Nick Nolte's, you have to take up smoking. This is like why why <laughs> what what reason do you have not to smoke? <laughs> As, yeah, <laughs> it, it can only improve it, right? Am I am I? Does that make sense? It doesn't, but still, I, I I'm going to stand by that. Now the the writer for uh, the film, Darren Aronofsky and Ari Handel. What has Ari Handel done? All right, he's done everything that Aronofsky's done. The Wrestler, Black Swan, The Fountain. So, mm-hmm. Holy shit. Did you know that <laughs> screenwriter for The Wolverine? Yeah. Guess what else? Uh, Mark Bombeck? Guess what else he's worked on? Total Recall. 2012 remake. Wow, look at that. So there's a connection, <laughs> even though we didn't ask for one. <laughs> oh, there's a connection, all right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I all mean, right, now, so the screenplay, the screenplay, oh, uh, uh, yeah, okay, Scott Frank, the other screenwriter, he worked uh-huh. on Marley and Me, so fuck him. Uh, <laughs> no excuse, there's no excuse for that, there's no excuse. None. Um, so he's a hack. Uh, the, the, the Wolverine's not, what I would say, is a bad movie. No. When you, when, if you pay to go see a Wolverine film, Better than Oregon's. Not, well, uh... Yeah, because you don't have Deadpool to fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so it, it's... Be- now, then again, you do have Jean Grey playing Harry from Dexter. <laughs> yeah. Every 15 minutes, he's and, having a fucking imaginary and, and, dream and conversations. Might I, might I say, her tits look fabulous. That her one tits- shot of her in the bed yeah. where it, she, the, uh-huh. she's got boob cleavage... Because yeah. she's you know on her side. What other kind of Fab- cleavage? F- fabulous. Cle- what do you mean boob cleavage? That's what cleavage is. Yeah, no, it's like this special uh, type of cleavage for when you're on your side. You know, you get normal cleavage, but when you're on your side, you get much more of it. All right, we can call it side cleavage. Boob cleavage is like redundant. Side cleavage? Okay, I can live with that. It's not side boob. It's side cleavage. Um, uh, or how about horizontal cleavage? There you go. Horizontal cleavage. I'd like to give her the horizontal cleavage. I'm sure I know anyway, you would. Anyway, anyway. Anyway, yeah, her, her, her great, her, she, great. She has breasts, but but why the fuck is she in dream sequences every 15 minutes with Wolverine? And wow. why? Yeah. You know, oh, but I don't want to leave you. Is that what's going on, lovers? Oh, 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 come on! Can't he just like? It's 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 not like he it's it's good enough if he is just angsty. Uh, or brooding by itself, he has to be brooding towards someone that is dead. So we get, oh, I get it. He's upset because she's dead. How are we going to show that? Because every 15 minutes or so, he's going to tell her he's upset because she's dead. 
how do we do that? Well, she's well, it'll be a dream sequence, and it'll, you know, he'll know, you know, we'll know now. Well, that so that way we'll know. I I can give a fuck, really. <laughs> and there's there's enough going on in the film. It's like a sub. It's the weirdest fucking subplot ever. The subplot with him arguing with Jean Grey's ghost. Yeah. Now uh, I'm on the wiki page, and it Uh-oh. said. Well, no, I'm I'm just looking at, like, development stuff. Uh Uh-huh. It said that they brought in Christopher McQuarrie. Does that ring a bell? Uh, that does sound familiar. Okay, Christopher McQuarrie, he is the writer of The Usual Suspects. He wrote that film. Okay. Directed the way the gun, written and directed the way the gun. Like that. All right, so they brought him in to, um... To, he he was hired to write the screenplay for uh, Wolverine, and what ended up happening was he went uncredited. So I have no idea how much of him is in this movie. If he's uncredited, not enough. <laughs> like he probably wrote that opening, mm-hmm. and that's probably where it ended with him. Now, and, and uh, as far as screenwriting goes, the mm-hmm. rules are so strict these days. That as as long as you contribute to it, even if there's nothing left, you still get like a story by credit. As a writer, especially like a big Hollywood film like this, if you have if you have uncredited uh, attached to you for a, contributing that screenplay, that's mm-hmm. because you wanted it. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, really, that's that's uh, unless someone wants to contradict me on that. Uh, I mean, you see enough films with five or six people with screen credits, and it goes down to story by story by, because by the end of it, it's like, well, you know what? It started with us, so we get some fucking credit, and and the Writers Guild is very strict about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if he's if he's uncredited for that, that's because he said, you know, I'm good, really. No, you 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 go, you run with that. <sighs> uh, it also says here that Brian Singer was initially offered to do this film, and he turned it down. Which is ironic because he's now doing X Men, uh, what is it, uh, Future Past? Uh huh. Which is, it's a new. Oh, that looks atrocious. A- yeah, I'll hold my reservations till I see it. Just because. Have you seen the trailer? Yeah, just because Brian Singer, X Men, and X Men Two, are just really, really good. Uh, well, as far as you know, they really kicked off. You know. It, they really kicked off the the, uh, the 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 comic book film X-Men in 2000 was yeah, the no, first right. like the first comic book film that was you you it was really really good you saw it and it was like holy shit they finally did a comic book film right Spider-Man was a Spider-Man Spider-Man came out in 2002 Okay yeah yeah so you know X-Men right. comes out yeah you know X-Men comes out and it's great and it just came out of nowhere no one expected it to be as good as it was and um, you know, then it it kicked off everything. Spider Man comes out, and no one was really expecting that to be great, and it was. And then that the following year, uh, X Men Two comes out, and that's in my opinion even better than the first X Men film. And it just it really kicked off you know everything as far as you know the reason why we're getting such good comic book films now is I I truly believe because of X Men it really kicked it off. So when I hear that he's doing another X-Men film after not directing X-Men for you know, 10, 11 years, I want to give him a chance. 
You know, I do. Because when I saw the trailer for this, I thought it looked like utter garbage. And, yeah, it's not a great film, but, you know, I didn't hate it. So, uh -huh. at least there's yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, now, yeah, and, and uh, please watch that trailer again and tell me that the next uh, X-Men film is not going to suck balls. Uh, but you know what? M me coming from this as uh, I've never been a Marvel fan to begin with. So mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to the the uh, melodramatic storyline, Chris Claremont storylines with fucking uh, young, I just, it, it, you're losing me as an audience. And that's not really, that's really mm -hmm. my fault more than anybody else's. Uh, but yeah, I think the only yeah. thing I really read, uh, comic book wise, from on the Marvel side was Spider Man, just yeah, because I, I and and, Punisher. and it's Punisher too. Uh, Punisher. I was, I was never was... as heavy into the Punisher as I probably should have been. Um, I did have some crossover comics with Spider Man and Punisher, which I I I'd always liked, but mm -hmm. um, that was kind of it for my Marvel side. Everything was usually just DC. Yeah, um, no, me too. DC always so, had the better characters, had the better storylines, darker storylines, and it's what well, you know. No, it's the I, way it I, well, darker, darker in some ways, but in a lot of ways, Marvel was always the the melodramatic soap opera brooding uh, side, yeah. where DC was a bit more lighthearted and a bit more, uh, you know, yeah, you know, we're still having fun here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, so. Maybe I'm a bad, uh, uh, just like our, our, our uh, friend of the show, John Dimes, would say, maybe uh, we're not a good audience for this type of film because we don't want to see, uh, you know, ninjas hopping from rooftop to rooftop and, uh, you know, just the, the, the big fucking robot at the end. And tell me this, tell me this. So if the old guy builds a robot specifically designed to suck the marrow out of Wolverine, which doesn't make any sense. All right, I was yeah. going to say it. It doesn't make any fucking sense. But if that's what the reason he's doing all this in the first place, why is Wolverine running around for the whole film? And then they somehow lure him to the castle by trying to prevent him from going to the castle. Yeah, why don't... at What part at of that any, makes sense? Well, if they just intended to do that, how come they just didn't do it at any point in like the three times they knock him out? <laughs> yeah. There's like three times in the film where he gets knocked out. And one of them is at the very beginning of the movie when he goes to visit him in Japan when he's right. already... And, and that's where they implant that thing on his heart that makes him mortal. It's like, why didn't they just... He's mortal at that point. Just strap him down. Let's get it over well, with. semi-mortal. Semi-mortal. Yeah. Mortal uh, enough. Let's put it this way. It would have been easier to extract bone marrow at that point than when he's invincible at the end. Right. But... <laughs> And again, so they, they leave him out there where he can actually be hurt and everything. And but if, if at the end he, Wolverine being alive is essential to his plot to to become immortal, then why the fuck they let him letting him wander around the city with people trying to kill him while he's got these things in him that are making him like vulnerable? Right. Where's the sense in that? There is none. I argue. Yeah, they just lead him around the whole film. I mean, if they it's, didn't. And the movie, the extended version, is two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, no, I sat. Yeah, I was there. It's crazy. Now, uh, I haven't looked at the the theatrical cut. How long is that? All right, the theatrical is two hours and six minutes. Extended is uh, two hours and eighteen. So there's twelve extra minutes added back into the. That's a lot added back uh -huh. into the film. 
And I was kind of hoping that there would be more swearing and blood and violence in the extended because it's called the Unleashed Extended Edition. Yeah. And there really isn't. Well, because the, what they do is what they don't tell you is that, okay, yeah, it's going to be 20 minutes longer and we get an R. So, like, all right, you got the R, you got the PG-13 because you cut out maybe 50 seconds of blood. And the rest of it's just shit you cut out for pacing because it drags the film down. Right. That's, and, of course, I mean, they're this, always thinking of how many extra showings can we fit in by cutting uh, back 12 minutes. This isn't like the old days where horror films came out as a PG, and then when you finally got the R version, it has like 10 solid minutes of fucking just uh, viscera splashing against walls. No, this this is just, oh, yeah, we trimmed out about 50 seconds of uh, blood splatter because it, 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 you know, bothered the sensibilities of the... the, the the, the mainly Mormon background of the MPA, and then uh, everything else is just shit we cut out because, well, it's fucking boring. <laughs> but you guys and, at home um, enjoy so So you guys at home can fast forward to that if you want, but it's there. Another thing that uh, I found annoying, and it annoys me every time uh, they do this, they dubbed Viper's voice. The woman that plays her? Uh-huh. They they synthesized her voice, made it deeper, whatever they did, it it's weird. And it's always weird because whenever they do that, it never matches the person. Like you never believe, at least me, I never believe for one second that she sounded like that. They did such a bad job dubbing her voice. It's like uh, what they did with What's Her Face in. Um, oh, fuck. We reviewed it too. The film that we reviewed with. Um, here, I'll get it. It's the one oh, we. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you the, were you bitching know, about that for that film too. Yeah. Haywire? Uh, Haywire. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Which you. we didn't review. We didn't review that. We talked about it, but we didn't review it. No, I thought we did. No, it's we talked about it. It's definitely wallpaper on our podcast. On a page, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I care enough to look. <laughs> I don't recall us reviewing. I remember you co complaining about that. I think we did review it. Okay. Yeah, I think we did. Um, but yeah, no, they dubbed her voice, and I, I hate it when they do that because it never fits. You know, it's very rare that they'll do it and it fits, and it just didn't in this, and it just. I don't know. It, it yeah, maybe we didn't review it. Told you. Hold on. Haha. Uh -huh. I, I see the I see the wallpaper, the movie poster in my head. Uh -huh. Maybe maybe you're thinking of VHS. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> see how easy it is? It's very easy. I'm not saying it's not easy. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it's it's hard to nitpick with a film like this because there's plenty of action in the film. So if you're in it for the action, the, you know that's great. And and right. uh, uh, you know visually, as again, it's not poorly directed. There's no reason to really knock the director for the film. It's not like Brian Singer, who's a fucking cock. Uh, not Brian Singer. I meant. <laughs> I meant I meant I meant the Rush Hour guy, Ratner. Yeah, Ratner can blow me. Ratner. Yeah, but uh, it's it's. It's it's a pretty movie. He he does very well with the visuals of Japan, and you know it, it's nice to have something happen where it's not in California. Uh, that's always a plus. Uh, but 
again, Jean Grey popping up every fifteen minutes is as the uh, as the star that's uh, the as the dead lover. That gets kind of old really quick, uh, <laughs> really quick. And then this whole kind of weird pseudo love affair with the uh, with the rich guy's daughter, who he's trying to kill, but not really. Uh, all none of the plot line really makes a whole lot of sense when you. Uh, it's like it's like a lot of the uh, satanic ritual films we've reviewed, where the plot of like the mastermind's evil plans don't really have much cohesion because it would have been simpler for him to just like you say the the first half hour to film wolverine comes to his house and falls asleep he wakes up you know <laughs> chained to a bed oh you're gonna be there until i'm better and in a robot suit because then i can suck your marrow out and the film <laughs> yeah yeah it's um, just... and two things one we did review haywire god damn it it was episode 87 we reviewed uh -huh. that and rubber that episode Oh, that's why, because it was, it was a twofer. Yeah. Okay, and that's why two, speaking of satanic rituals and things of that nature, yes. are you watching uh, the, the, the new TV show on HBO called uh, True Detective? No I, know I, no. I know I strayed away a bit from that, uh -huh. but Matthew McConaughey is fucking phenomenal in that. I'm a huge McConaughey fan when he's not in a romantic comedy. He is not anywhere near that for this show. And what I like about it is they're taking a page out of American Horror Story. They're doing it anthology style. Well, so it's, it's every every season is going to be different storyline, different well, characters. The, yeah, well, the, and the whole the whole idea of true crime is that it's a takeoff of True Crime magazine, and it was mm -hmm. just basically just reading about you know back when uh, true crime articles were you know were the big thing and and. Uh, not just this, this uh, law and order fucking uh, courtroom bullshit. It was just actually cops, you know, oh, yeah, <laughs> this guy's kidnapping teenagers and, and, and hiding them in a prison built under his bed. Yeah, you know, the <laughs> kind of shit, you know, you know, the fun stuff you'd read on a monthly basis in True Crime magazine. So I, I, I heard about it when I saw the actors and shit. It's one of those things where you see the promotionals and it's like, all right, you know what, just based on the promotionals alone, I think I might want to give it a shot. I don't watch television, so it's harder for me. So that's the one problem. I've seen uh, three episodes. HBO ordered eight, so there's only five left. And uh -huh. it's good math. Good math. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's it is it is great, great uh, television. I mean, Matthew McConaughey is just he's just incredible. You know, he was he's he's been in that little uh, section of his career where he's doing films like like. Dallas Buyers Club, which he's probably going to win the Oscar for. Um, he's you know doing films like Wolf of Wall Street, and he's doing True Detective, where in all of those he's like this skinny guy, you know. Um, uh, oh, also he did uh, oh, shit uh, Killer Joe, which I have yet to watch, same here, but have heard yeah. that he's awesome in that too. You know, so it, it's just he's really. I don't want to say he's turned his career around as far as that goes, but it just seems like he's finally living up to the potential that we all knew that he had to be in well, these kind of films. If it's weird. If you look at his early films, I mean, obviously, you know, Days and Confused is one of the first things he's really noticed in. Uh, first film he ever did was uh, well, my Texas boyfriend's Chainsaw back. Massacre. Uh, what? Wasn't it Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3? 
Not Days and Confused was the year uh, the, before. The next new gener next generation, new generation. Days and Conf Days and Confused was the year before. No, uh, okay, that's as far as release goes. But he okay. filmed the Texas Chainsaw film before that. All right, that doesn't count. I don't care. <laughs> you know, but here, here's the problem. He, he keeps going back and forth in, through his entire career. Uh, you know, he yeah, he did a Time to Kill and Lone Star, but he also did Boys on the Side. Uh, then he's he's in fucking uh, you know. He does Contact and Armistad, which are kind of real films. But right. then next thing you know, he's uh, making sandwiches. Ed TV. Okay. Oh, man, Ed, Ed TV. Ed, Ed fucking TV. And it's just, he just has the weirdest fucking choice. Ed TV. Then from there, he goes to U571. Oh, God, uh, yeah. The sub right? Yeah. Then The Wedding Planner. What the fuck? Cool. Then Frailty, which I love Frailty. Frailty's he only a bit part. He's only really bookends that film, so it's not really a, a major role for him. Right. Uh, but then Reign of Fire, which, all right, Reign of Fire, bad movie, fucking love his character. Well, yeah, and that's also a you know big budget, you know blockbuster, summer blockbuster film. But Didn't make again, any money, but that was no. what it was intended for. Again, bad movie, but his character is fucking awesome. Yeah, but he's great. I, he's fucking I, alpha I, male. <laughs> yeah, just just. But then I, I I actually sat through ten to fifteen minutes of uh, how to lose a guy in ten days, Ooh. and I became physically ill and had had to be uh, rushed to 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 uh, a non television room for several hours. It's I, fucking... I hear you, the same feeling comes over you uh, when watching uh, also failure to launch, and uh, oh. what is it? Uh, girlfriends. Ghost past of girlfriends girl... past. Ghosts Ghost of, of girlfriends past. past. Those are all basically the same film. With different yeah. titles, but it's just—he's just—he's such a just a—he—he he obviously takes film. It takes a lot of films just because of their money, but then he really knows when to grab good roles. Yeah, you know. So it's just one of those. It, it's not like Tom Cruise or uh, any other. Uh, I mean, I would consider Mac Matthew McConaughey an A-list star, right? Absolutely. He's definitely a box office draw. So I put him up there with Tom Cruise type. I mean, you know, Tom Cruise is pretty consistent in his film picks. Uh, yeah. This is, this, you know, but McConaughey just, and now he's doing television, which is interesting. Well, like I said, it's anthology form, so it's eight episodes, and he's done with it. After this, he's done. He's not doing mm -hmm. any more true, uh, true detective. Next well, year... When they do the show again, it'll be a whole different plot, actors, everything. So it's well, pretty it, interesting. And it's one director. And I don't know if that's how they're going to contract every season of True Detective, but it's one director who did all eight episodes to be consistent, mm -hmm. which I like. And what, what I also like is it tells the story of this case that they're on, uh, that they're on. these two characters, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey are partners. And mm -hmm. it, you know... It, it it does it's interesting because the first thing you see is they sit down and they're being interviewed and it's 17 years later and they're much older McConaughey looks like hell you know uh -huh. and they they're they're being interviewed and it's documentary style that's how it feels and then they will flash back to the actual case uh, and you know the exact timeline of, of how it's going and then mm -hmm. they'll flash to the interview process again and it just sets up all these points for you know what you're gonna see yeah and okay. it's very good it's really oh, good yeah but 
what I'm getting at is, is, and this we just we touched we touched on this a bit last episode or the episode before. Uh, I, I think you're seeing a lot more, a lot of these actors like McConaughey or Woody Harrelson, or you know, who's not really A-list, but he's very well known. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm sure he's a draw. But you get these actors who normally you would just think of as movie act, movie stars. But more and more, Hollywood's getting into this role where <clears throat> all their films are mega-budget, three-year production. Wolverine was like two or three years in production. <clears throat> I know the process started hmm. in 2009 as far as script writing. So I'm talking about yeah. filmmaking. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's you're, you're really connected to these films for the long term, and it's uh, all the studio interaction, and you're really you're you know a lot of the time you're making shit big money, but shit. And you're attached to these films for a long time, and I, I can see the the draw, the writing pool has been shifting towards television because there's not this pressure to churn out uh, crap, to to sacrifice uh, you know smart good good writing, just mm-hmm. for big budget special effects and not to alienate audiences. So the the more talented writers are kind of shifting towards television that wants these one season things they don't want to commit to like five seasons give us one good season we'll make a name for it little cult hits they want these cult hits now and i think you see more of these actors who are like okay i could spend two or three years working on one piece of shit film that no one's ever going to give me real credit for because it's not going to be a good movie uh or i can do this television show that, that might attain cult status and people will be talking about this for like far longer than they would a film and I, yeah, I think that's well. a, I think that's a, a very it's the same reason a lot of these actors will do uh, art house films or small budget films like Killer Joe, or yeah. you know and and so uh, you know I, I see true crime as an extension of that. A lot of these cable television shows are now that ex- extension where okay I I can I can do uh, I, you know I can do the next Transformers or I could be in Breaking Bad the next the next one of those. Gee, which one's better for my career now? Right. You know who yeah. who you know who. who it, it's. I mean, how, how well is Shia LaBeouf doing as far as uh, you know attention? You know, he's a fucking Joe. He, he's still getting. Don't make me wrong. He's still making ass loads of money making films, but he has to run off and do uh, you know the the fortunate the the necessary death of Charlie Countryman just to try to retain some kind of acting credibility because he's pretty much shot himself in the foot by doing fucking Transformers and Indiana Jones. Didn't he uh, just get accused of uh, plagiarism just recently? Uh, yes. And didn't he also say after that he was he apologized to the person that conf- um, that uh, he did a public ac- apology accused afterwards. him, and then he said that's it I'm done with show business or I'm leaving, something well, along I, those lines. I remember that he was accused of plagiarizing, and then he apologized for plagiarizing, and then they found uh, people people these people keep forgetting that you can Google stuff, and they found that he plagiarized his apology. <laughs> I remember that, and so he's probably. I think he's out of the creative aspect because you know, just stick to acting, you know, because right. that's what, yeah. You know. But yeah, apparently he did a short film, but the short film was uh, inspired by something like a short story or something, but inspired by men actually just like stealing whole lines of dialogue from it. Oh God! Which, which works for work. You can you can get away with that in music. They call right. it sampling. But you can't sample dialogue from a short story and make a, a film about it. They don't. That people tend to get a little bent out of shape over. Now, um, I think about a month or so ago, we, we were on the show. We were talking about uh, Shia LaBeouf, and you said Shia that LaBeouf. You were very interested in a film, and you couldn't remember it. And Is that I car said, film? No. Well, no. Anyway, where I'm going with it is, yeah. 
I said, is it that Robert Redford film? And I got had the title, and, and you go, oh, yeah, I think that might be it. But, like, the next day, Shia LaBeouf is in a film called Nymphomaniac. And I, and I made a post on Movie Sucktastic saying, I actually think this might be the film that you were thinking of. It was, was not. That, it wasn't that one? It was one? not. No, I was confused. The Shia LaBeouf film I was interested in seeing was actually the new film starring, uh, what's, what's his name from Breaking Bad? The car Oh, really? He uh, Need for Speed. Is that no? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the one I'm actually interested in seeing. No, Shia, Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf is in that. No, he's not. I got him oh. mixed up with. I, I, oh, I, I, was, oh, oh, with, uh, I was confused. Yeah. Now I am. I am interested in seeing Shia Jesse LaBeouf Pinkman. in. Yeah, just Pinkman. <laughs> or Aaron Paul. I am, yeah, I am interested in seeing Shia LaBeouf in the Necessary Death of Charlie Countryman, but. I, you know, just because it looks like an interesting film, it has nothing to do with Shia LaBeouf. You know what I don't film hate, I, I saw with him that I I, I really enjoyed, and I probably shouldn't have, or no, I don't want to say probably shouldn't have because it was well done. Uh, um, Lawless, which is about um, moonshine running. Oh yeah, No Desire. Yeah, I saw Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, the guy that played Bane. The fuck's his John name? Connery. Yeah, that's it. Um, anyway, I and Guy Pierce is in it, and he is he's the movie. Guy Pierce, Tom Guy Hardy. Guy Pierce is is the any movie he's in. Right. <laughs> Just say Guy Pierce is the movie. Okay, he's the movie. We know that. But Move on. The, the one of the reasons why I was interested in seeing it is because Nick Cave wrote the screenplay. Yeah, I saw that, but and I just trailered it into me. It, don't go by the trailer, because I went by the well, trailer. I had the same exact feeling as you did, and I went by the trailer, and I'm like, I don't want to fucking see this. I don't care if fucking Nick Cave, Nick Cave did write it. <laughs> and uh, it, it ended up being on TV. There was nothing else on TV that night, and Mare and I were like, well, let's just watch this. If it sucks, we'll change the channel. And we were glued it is really well done and it is really well acted and i really fucking enjoyed it and uh, we, we, i'm recommending one of our listeners, well I, I i keep forgetting that we have a, a chat room and one oh. of our listeners is following along and he said uh, uh, lawless was three quarters shit what <laughs> yeah i want i want this person's name <laughs> three quarters shit no way <laughs> You know, what, I'll say right now, uh, like you know, even though it's it's like it's trendy and fun to to knock Shia LaBeouf and I, I do it myself. Right. I like Shia LaBeouf in films. I don't have a problem with him as an actor. No, I, I actually, I you know, I, I'm gonna get I'm I'm soft on most actors. I really have very few actors I don't like. Russell Crowe is one of them. Uh, but I mean, I, I I still feel bad for Taylor Kitsch. <laughs> I really do. You don't watch, feel bad you for watch him. him. It's, it, it's it's not even his fault. He no. just he's 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 being given the, these films that you know cost 200 250 million dollars and right. he's and just sure got bad luck. Him, yeah, I'm sure they're paying him quite well to be in them and as far as like a, a career choice how how is like starring in a mega motion picture and make you know not a good career move? Well, when you have the bad luck to just star in uh, John Carter of Mars and 
fucking Titanic oh, in a row. Battleship, Battleship. Battleship. Sorry, and, Battleship. and you know what? Uh, Peter Berg, he directed Battleship, and that was like two hundred or two hundred fifty million dollar budget on that. Mm-hmm. He uh, th- to show that Peter Berg's a stand up guy. He had no hard feelings about Taylor Kitsch being in his film. <laughs> he put oh, him yeah. in Lone Survivor, which is actually getting very good reviews. Which one so, is that? That's the one with Mark Wahlberg, Taylor Kitsch, a couple of other guys. They go in. Uh, I don't know the exact storyline, but it's like four guys or five guys, and they go in. Uh, it's Afghanistan, I believe. They go in, Uh-oh. and it's supposed to be, you know, a small group. They're supposed to go in, get out, and it's like an ambush, you know. And it's 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 a hell of a lot more guys than they are were given. Uh, okay. Guys, four. Okay. Or, and, or it, film. and it's it's a tr- it's it's true story based on a true story, yeah. and it's getting really good reviews, and it's uh, Taylor Kitsch is in it. So, yeah. I but I mean I just wanted to say like I've I've watched Shia LaBeouf films. I liked Transformers. I like Transformers three. Not isn't talk the fourth about one? Two. Isn't Transformers four coming out this summer? I'm sure it is. Why why wouldn't it be? Well, why just because the be? last film is it, oh no did, Transformers. Uh, Dark of the Moon 4, come out. Transformers 4 already came out. It was called Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah. But I no, uh, I I I you Age know, of I, Extinction. Oh, that's, that sounds that sounds and, uplifting. You know, and you know what's funny too? It, it's just I'm like, "Oh, didn't Dark of the Moon, you know, just come out? It, it's going to be 3 years." Yeah. No, it's 3, it's, it's three fucking years. We're we're aging way too fast. Uh, Seriously. Because yeah. I haven't even seen Dark of the Moon. Do you remember that Shia LaBeouf film? Uh, what was the, the one where he's yeah. following the computer, telling him what to do? I mean, I just said that. I liked it. In, <laughs> what? I said, yeah, I just said that. I haven't Which even. One? I haven't. I haven't seen Dark of the Moon yet. It came out three fucking years ago. Right. Uh, but anyway, what were you saying? Uh, I'm what? trying. I'm just trying to say that I like Shia LaBeouf, even though he's kind of a joke as an actor in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't feel he deserves. You know, it's it's kind of one of those things. Yeah. He, all right. He he picks some shitty roles, and he's in some films that even though they may, may make tons of money, apparently everybody hates them, but they make five hundred million every time they come out. So what are you gonna do? Mm. You know, it's 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 like pornography. Oh, everyone hates pornography. That's why it's a billion dollar industry because everyone <laughs> fucking hates it. Shia LaBeouf is pornography. That's what I'm saying. Shia so, LaBeouf isn't even in the new Transformers film. Really? He's replaced by Mark Wahlberg. I pro- he's, not probably play- after- he's not playing the same character. It's a different character altogether. Probably, probably after he started talking all that shit after the third one. Pro- probably. Yeah, when you start shitting on your own films, a lot of directors are like, I don't fucking need you, guy. So, yeah, they, I, like, I, they I, replaced I, Megan Fox real fast. Oh, what did the last film make? $400 million? <laughs> Yeah. And then, and then he goes on bragging that he banged Megan Fox. It's like, that was smart to say. Was it Megan Fox or was it the other chick that he said he, he slept with? The new one. I think it was Megan Fox he said he slept yeah, with. I'm pretty he? sure it was Megan Fox. Yeah. So, I mean, but I, I when, when that happened and he, and he started saying things, like he started like uh, shitting on uh, the Indiana Jones film, you could kind of see that it's, you know, there's only so long you could have everybody fucking razz, you know, just, just shitting on you before you say, you know what? It's not my fault Indiana Jones was a bad fucking movie. I was just in it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, it's almost like he kind of committed a suicide or said, all right, you know what, all you people, I, I don't, I'm don't. i going to do this now. If you're that kind of filmmaker, you're not going to want me in your film. 
I want to be in the films that I can actually feel good about. And so this Charlie Countryman is like a really sharp turn for him. I'm interested in that. See it for that. Look at this. Uh, Not even listening. Are you? I am listening to you. I mean, you just you just went on for ten minutes about Shia LaBeouf. No, no, I kept trying to go on for ten minutes, but you kept interrupting me about random things. But go ahead. So, sorry. <laughs> no, I would have been done five minutes ago. <laughs> I'm actually not done, sorry. Uh, stop. It. I would have been done five minutes ago if you hadn't started ranting about uh, Transformers Four. That's all. Well, I brought something new to the table. He's not hey, in it. <laughs> the new one. That- so, so you, you brought you so in, in talking about Shia LaBeouf, you mentioned uh-huh. a film that hasn't been released yet that he's not in. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> yes, you like that. <laughs> but the writer of uh, the new Transformers film, Aaron Kruger, he Kruger. Uh, he's done some pretty in, some pretty good stuff. Uh huh. Um, he's done. Well, he did Reindeer Games. I give him credit for that. He did the I t- ring. I'm telling you, I he like also, he also he also did the ring too, though. Oh, fuck! Really? <laughs> that, yeah. That, that, that you know what? Games not make up for ring two. Yeah, um, but he also did the same year. He did the same year. He did the ring two. He was very busy. He did the ring two, Skeleton Key, and the Brothers Grimm. So, I bet he had so much on his plate. Okay. If he dedicated, if he just dedicated everything to the ring two. I, it probably would have been good, or if he dedicated everything to the Skeleton Key, or if he dedicated everything to the Brothers Grimm, those are probably would have ended up being good films. Now, ironically, two out of those three films were god awful, so that's not helping. <laughs> but and I then, think I saw Skeleton Key. Is that the one that takes place in the Bayou? Yeah. Yes. I saw that one. That wasn't bad. Um, predictable ending. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. But but not a bad ending. I actually no, enjoyed no. that. As far as those type of films go, I liked it. Uh, when you made those three films in a row, Skeleton Key is a great film. <laughs> if that's the triple theater, if that's the triple feature, I'm walking out talking about Skeleton Key all night. Oh, GCW Skeleton Key, yeah, yeah. No, no, mm. not not fucking. Uh, no, he's Brothers Grimm. Ow. <laughs> and he's been doing Transformers uh, exclusively since Revenge of the Fallen, um, and he's already been. Um, He's already been uh, contracted for Transformers Five. Yeah, I. <coughs> excuse everybody me. loves shitting on Michael Bay and shitting on Transformers, but you know what? Tell me about tell me show me a better giant robot film out there. There isn't. And everybody keeps shitting on these films, but holy shit, people! It's not like they're bombing in the theater every time they make them. That's why they're making a fifth one because they're bombing so miserable. Not everybody fucking loves the films. Yeah, each film makes three four hundred million here. And I'll, I will take Transformers over Avatar any fucking day. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. At least Shia LaBeouf yeah. wasn't in that. <laughs> eh, he didn't suck Cameron's dick right, so he didn't put him in it. Fuck Cameron. <laughs> the, you know, movies like that. Anyway. You know, those anyway. huge, gigantic, $2 billion, this movie made $2 billion blockbusters. They usually end careers, and luckily it didn't end Leonardo DiCaprio's career. It almost did. We talked about that last week a little bit. Yeah. Um, that you know, Danny Boyle really brought him back from the dead as far as his career went. Kind of both of them, you know, both of them. I, I, I think Shia LaBeouf's going to have a similar resurgence like that. I think there's 
I think there's too much going on there for him just to kind of fade away. Yeah, I mean, just because he's doing films like, uh, you know, Nymphomaniac and... Um, Charlie the, Countryman. The Charlie yeah, those two Countryman. films right there are... are, are th- those are his fuck Hollywood films. <laughs> it's just... And the, those films are him giving a middle finger to everybody who's ever shit on him because he was in Transformers films. So you know what? Fuck you. I made my millions. Now I'm going to do shit that shows you I'm a good actor. Eat me. <laughs> I got total respect for that. Uh so, are we done with Sorry. Wolverine? We haven't talked about say, it in like 30 minutes. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, anyway, Wolverine, what's with those ninjas? <laughs> uh, so, didn't hate it. But nothing really stands out except for no. the potential that could have been of a Hiroshima Wolverine. Yeah. I mean, even put even- him in the, in, in the fucking robe or whatever the fuck that's called. Uh, they put him in uh, that and it's like, is he going to be Ninja Wolverine now? Yeah, uh, man, I just where he ties it wrong, and she's like, "You did it wrong," and he's just like, "All right, fix it." <laughs> oh, I I have to learn your culture now. Yeah, I, if I can, I, I can do without the now. Let me assimilate to your culture scene. It's like watching it's like watching Sean Connery fucking with the the slant eyes in that one James Bond film. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You just 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 you blend right in. That's it. Put on the robe. That's it. You're 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 now you're not part of the culture. Can, can we just go on to killing people, or do we want to play house for another half hour? Mm-hmm. That's, you know... No, but there's nothing remarkable about the film as far as, like, oh, I can't believe they did this. Or And, and, and again, some of the more ludicrous scenes, the, the five-minute fight sequence on top of the bullet train. Okay. Oh, right. Oh, look, he's flying. I, you know, just... It, it's... It's, uh, it's not bad... It's just really not remarkable. It's it's, it, it, and that's the sad thing. All of these blockbuster budgets now, more and more of them are okay. You did everything I expected you to do with a CGI budget in the six figures. Beyond that, eh. Actually, it's what, what nine figures? It'd be nine figures, right? Whatever. <laughs> it's nine figures. It's, speaking of simple math. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's let's go ahead and rate it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hey, it's, it's not it's it's not uh, uh, Daredevil. Let, let's be fair. L- yeah, let's be fair. All right, so it's six point eight on IMDb. Um, yes, seven is too high. Uh, I think I think six would be appropriate. I think, I'm, I, think, I'm, I think I think lower than that would be unfair. I, I would I would only say six instead of seven because uh, the opening sequence once again shows the lost potential of okay we oh, have yeah. a cool idea here but instead let's stick with the Chris Claremont storyline or whatever the fuck I don't know if Chris Claremont was involved with that Wolverine saga probably not but oh excuse mean, me wow that was Ma- uncomfortable you mean Macquarie huh did you mean Macquarie. Did Chris I? McQuarrie? Yeah. Okay. Um, Chris Claremont. About the comic Who's... books. Oh. Talk about the comic books. The comic book writer. Fine. fine. That, you know, these are based on comic books. The storylines from a comic book series. So that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Thank um, you. But yeah, all, yeah, all I'm saying is yeah, the missed potential of what could have been instead of just the same old. Okay, now he's in a fight, fucking ninjas, and oh, guess the hero, the villain at the end is the twist guy from the beginning, and he's in a giant robot costume because that doesn't get old. 
Uh, yeah, I would say six is definitely a good call. Okay. Yeah. No. Sorry. It, it, that was no, my it's... that was my long form. Yes, Joey. <laughs> and I didn't give you shit for it. Unlike the someone short, I know. The short form, the short form of that would have been half the time, but it still wouldn't have been yes, Joey. <laughs> so uh, six. Six is good. I like six. Okay. Six. Me and it my is. Family, we're looking for six. <laughs> uh, uh, European vacation. There you go. I didn't even have to ask. I just knew you knew. Yeah, yeah. Um, Took me a second. Been a while. That's okay. I saw that now, in the theater. Oh wow! With I, my mother. I, oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the girls all come out dancing, breast topless. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Look, honey, you, they all do it in Europe. It's it's what, what, such. What? <laughs> All right, now, what year did that film come out? 85. You know that off the top of your fucking head? Yeah. God damn it. Uh, 85, so I was uh, 12. Oh, man. You're just <laughs> developing into a young man. Hormones are she, raging. Yeah, I don't think she expected so many tits on the screen in one shot either. I think we were both surprised. And that's one of those films where it's like you got the tits scene there. Then later, when they're in Germany, he, uh, Rusty's making out with that girl—the girl—and she just flat out opens her chest, and there are her tits, just uh -huh. full frontal nudity. You know, he's like, "Oh my god!" And then they cut away, mm -hmm. and then uh, of course they ring the the church bells. It's like, "Well, what does that mean?" Oh, uh, that means uh, someone's going to die. We haven't rung those bells in a hundred years, Dad. <laughs> and he runs. <laughs> And Beverly D'Angelo, you see her breasts in that one too, right? Uh, no. Uh, Aren't they? You they, don't? they cover they cover that up a little bit. I thought she did. And that's one of those films where it probably got an R rating first, and they cut back because the scene where they're all fighting, and it's not an R film. No, it's PG thirteen. There were a lot of tits on that stage during that scene. Yes, there was. Yes, there were there a was. lot of tits. Yeah, there was like at I least remember. seven or eight, eight girls. Yeah, so that's... A, I think that's the difference one. is they were wearing that's, that's nylons. Like 16, that's like 16 or 17 tits right there. Yeah, I think the difference is they were wearing nylons that covered up the boobs. No, they like, did Or no, they I, mean, the, I mean the, the nipples. Were they? I'm, I I'm don't remember I'm pretty sure it, it, either it, they were faded where you saw just a little bit or it was you didn't see anything. All right, but you saw know, full breast. Anyway... Yeah, the scene near it. the end of the film where they're all fighting and the last straw is Beverly D'Angelo sees the giant billboard that has a picture of her from the video because the camera yeah. gets stolen because he films them having sex. And it says something in, in Italian that like, says the naughty the hot, wife, like the, the hot, hot wife. wife something like yeah, something like that. And he's like, uh, she's like, well, I'm leaving. And he's like, you can't leave. We have to vote on it. And then you could see her mouth the words, fuck your vote or fuck your democracy. And uh -huh. it just, she, obviously, she doesn't say fuck. She says, screw your vote or screw your democracy. I forget the exact quote. And But you could clearly <clears throat> see her mouth the words, fuck. And there are other times in the film where, you know, things like that are substituted because... I really do believe it was an R intended to be an R-rated film first. Okay. And then I'm they decided to cut it to a 13. Yeah. 
There's no nylons on these nipples. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> no, no, no. They're wearing like some nylons on their chest. No, some some of them maybe, but there's other ones that aren't. No, right, no. but but some of them are. No, I, well, maybe but one. Do, well, okay. Here's the key. I I don't remember. Do you see nipple? Yes. There's okay. fucking nipple. There is nipple. <laughs> but again, childhood okay. memory seared in my brain. My mother's sitting next to me. I'm 12, and there's just exercising breasts on the screen. I fucking remember. There were nipples. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah! I could have sworn I remembered them wearing nylons that kind of faded out a little bit. There's one girl that looks like she's wearing nylons, but it's just because she has small breasts. <laughs> but anyway, I do believe that that was intended to be an R-rated film. Because the first one was R. Cause, and this was a sequel. And... They ended up doing a thirteen. They cut, you know, they cut it back a little. I'd love to see an unrated cut of that movie. I could have sworn if one exists. Yeah, I could have sworn you saw Beverly D'Angelo's breast in this one. You see him in the first movie. That's what I'm scene. saying. So I could have sworn you saw him in this one too. I mean, why, why hold back? And maybe an un- uncut version that you do, but uh, not in this one. I, I'm just saying. I, 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 I hear you, cl- you know, incessantly clicking. Trying yeah, I'm, to find I'm, I'm, it. I'm, I'm fast forwarding. Yeah, I'm looking. <laughs> you hear those clickings? I, I hear it. Uh, yes, everyone hears you know, the clickings. That's the clicking of progress, sir. Progress, really? Shut up. All right. So, all right. So we rated. To, uh, I almost said we rated Total Recall a six, which we did last week. We rated the Wolverine a six. Now next week, we're we're doing movie challenges from the 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 listeners right now. Our listening audience is throwing bad movies at us like they're flinging their own feces at the uh, podcast. <laughs> so last week we did Total Recall, which was a challenge from me to you. The week before that we did Ape, which was a, a, a listener challenge. This week we did The Wolverine, which was a listener challenge. So now we have two other films from listeners, and that's Hammer of the Gods, and Leonard Part 6. Uh, do you want to do either of those? Or do we? Uh, you want to move into the challenge you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, that you gave me? Uh, it's been a... We've always asked our listeners to, to uh, recommend films to watch. And now that listeners are actually calling up and doing that, it would, be, it would behoove us to, to uh, whore ourselves out to the audience and actually do what they're telling us to do. Um, so with, ah, so with that in mind, uh, I'm thinking that we should, since we just did the, uh, the, uh, deep sea divers request that we should now do, uh, Gino Cuddy, his, his, uh, review of, uh, or his recommendation of Leonard part six. What? (laughs) Uh, you said that we just did the Deep Sea Divers, uh, film us. So, you're not listening to me, are you? I'm sorry, I was, I was slightly distracted. Um, we should do, since we did the Deep Sea Divers request uh, Wolverine, I think the next one would be, uh, uh, Mr. Cuddy's, uh, suggestion of Leonard Part 6. Okay, that's exactly what I just said. So, good. He's muting himself, folks, so that he can... Uh, make it sound like he's not paying attention to me, which he's I'm, actually I'm, not. You can you can hear me right now, right? <laughs> yes, but you're muting yourself because obviously there's another conversation going on. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. 
Anyway, all right. So we're gonna do Leonard Part Six. Good. Uh, I haven't seen us, that. Yes. In, I haven't seen that in a long time. I've it's never rated seen it. uh, like two two point two. I saw that in a movie theater, motherfucker. I, I I know he rides an ostrich at one point, and I know at one point he rubs lobster on a uh, rubs lo- butter on a lobster. Yeah, yeah. That much I know. That I, yeah. honestly, and, and someone pours soup on his head. I remember that too from trailers. That's all I know. Yeah, that that is uh, that is all in there, all of it. <laughs> I saw that fucking thing in a theater. I'll tell that story when we review it. Okay. Um, I told it at dinner a couple of weeks ago. I'll tell it again. All right. So, all right. So we're gonna do that. All right. Let's go ahead and end the show. Yes. Let's do that, and uh, we'll tell everyone what they need to know. What because I haven't on? recorded that ending yet. Yes. That's okay. What is going on? I'm 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 working on my final packet, sir. After this weekend, I will get the stuff. I promise you, done, done. I promise. The okay, show good. productivity. I'm working on the new app for us, please. Yes, it's beautiful. I can't wait to uh, participate in that. I'm going to play with that a little bit tomorrow. All right, this is episode 133 of Movie Sucktastic. We, as always, we thank you for joining us. Please go to our iTunes page and download our shows there. Subscribe. Every time there's a new one posted, you'll just automatically get it. You can leave us reviews. We appreciate that always. You can go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. And you can download all of our shows there. You can listen to them on the site. Or you can watch us live through our video feed. You can also do that at livestream.com slash moviesucktastic. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. You can go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. You can email us, uh, themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. You can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. 908-514-4470 You can do a search for us in a web browser Anyone that you like Any search Google. engine Google. Google Yeah, just do a search don't, for Movie Sucktastic we, Don't pretend that's up. not the one everybody's using Google That Hey, that is the one everyone uses But, you know you can Give people choices Anyway, you can do that and You can find us anywhere So that's about it Next week we're going to do Leonard Part 6 Check uh, check out next week's episode for that. They got any wisdom? Look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament. <laughs> Very good. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.